It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Heroes for Hire. This is Movie Mondays. This is where we talk all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally have a bit of a chit-chat about all things film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I am well, Connor. How are you doing? <laughs> you did this on Friday. Is that odd? This I do the same weird. bit? <laughs> no, it's... I say, how are you? And you reply like you're a robot or an automated response. It's very off-putting. Yeah, it's like strange. I'm programmed to do podcasting or something. Wouldn't that yeah, be strange? Yeah, that... Uh, the programming is broken. <laughs> <laughs> He's stuck on bad joke. <laughs> yeah. I haven't quite perfected it. We'll get there. Um, so this is Movie Monday, Sean, and it's been a big week in cinema. Has it? Um, yeah, well, the biggest week, I think, ever. Uh, what did we have last week? Last week we had Star Wars. A lot of Star Wars last week, yeah. We, we had we had a lot of Star Wars news. We had um, what was the last one? The Joker trailer. We were big inundated. News. So much big news. Inundated with big. And just like this week, this week could be even bigger because because um, we're talking. It's, <laughs> it's hang on. <laughs> it's so big that we are we're actually not in the studio right now. We are doing this over the interweb. So I mean. What we've done cleverly is using technology to make it sound like we're right beside each other, Sean. Isn't that clever? It's quite, quite good. We've logged into Bebo Voice Chat. And yeah, yeah. I have, I have sent you love. Um, and all of your love? And if you do bad in this, I, if you do bad in this, I will take that back. So just keep that in mind. You um, can't take no love pressure. back, though, can you? <laughs> I can't remember. Could you take love back on Bebo? I think once it was given, it was given. That's why it was so special. Uh, <laughs> you were like 12 and you were like oh my god I think Sarah likes me she sent me love I think I'm in lads <laughs> I be both all my friends lads <laughs> we need to talk about this <laughs> 
the gr- next group sesh. Um, okay, <laughs> that, this is this has gone off topic. Um, so this is Movie Mondays, and we are starting this week, Sean, with the biggest news I could possibly think of. Because as they say, start with your absolute strongest story, go downhill from there. And this week, mm. we are starting with a trailer. <laughs> is that not what they say? No, it's absolutely not. But look, we're, we're locked into it now, so let's just do it. I said it with confidence, though. You did. So I'm proud of you, buddy. Thanks. Uh, we're starting off with one bad boys for life, Sean. This is one of the biggest trailers I think I've ever seen. It's, um, because you watched it, it on a very big screen. <laughs> I actually watched it on my phone about, I would say, six minutes ago. So it's a four let's just trailer. <laughs> Let's just get into this trailer. You Have you made any notes on this absolutely spectacular trailer? I want you to listen to this, Connor. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Hear oh, that? Oh, that is oh, that's the so- rustling That sounds like you crumpling... <laughs> yeah, I have no notes. I just like to crumple paper. <laughs> but I found this receipt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've seen the trailer, I've seen the trailer. You're so excited for Bad Boys. The last time we talked about this, you said... This was your most anticipated movie of 2019. Sean, has that view changed? Yes. Yes, it has. <laughs> I have now done a complete 180. Yeah, I've done a complete 180. Yep. And now 180. I'm not excited for this at all. I wish they weren't making wow. this film. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now. Um, okay. Uh, lot of... A fair bit of product placement right off the bat in this trailer. How could they afford the movie, Sean? Come on now. <laughs> Without that sweet, sweet Lambo money. <laughs> you, you try and pay Will Smith's wages with no Lambo money. I'd like to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, Martin Lawrence just works for free. <laughs> He's still on exposure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll pay you an exposure, Martin. He's like, that's a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I can make Big Mama's house four. <laughs> So where do you want to start with this trailer? I feel like we're already shit on it. But I find I actually came out of this trailer laughing. So I'm very interested to see how you feel. Yeah, like this film doesn't look like it's taken itself super serious. Uh, I think Will Smith is weirdly taking himself seriously. But I think Martin Lawrence is in on the joke. But is is Will Smith trying to be the straight man to mm. nobody? If you get me. <laughs> <laughs> like Will Smith thinks he's in an action movie but Martin Lawrence yeah. is just kind of doing what he's told but I think that's where this niche of this tri- this movie needs to be though like this needs to be Fast and Furious level of just like you're in on the joke that this is real dumb yeah this um, is this is borderline like 21 Jump Street I feel yeah ex- exactly so but 21 Jump Street is a parody of this. So can 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 they do a parody of the parody? Is like I watched this trailer and the first thing that stepped out stood out to me was just like Will Smith is like he's the one getting all the cool lines. He's so cool. He's so handsome. My God, he's amazing. He's the greatest at everything. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then Martin Lawrence is clearly the worst at everything. And then the question becomes See, they're the, they're the odd couple, you know what I mean? But they're, Martin they're Lawrence would get fired from his job. It, Martin Lawrence would definitely not last in that role in the police enforcement unit if he was that bad. No, yeah. Like, 
he just lets John Goodman punch him. <laughs> like, he just walks up to within arm's reach of a criminal. Oh, absolutely. And he says he's going to try and talk him around for some reason. Um, do but, you know when the last movie of this came out? Uh, it was Bad Boys 2, wasn't it? I would assume so, yes. Well, look. Uh, 2002? Oh, 2003, very close. Oh, look. Uh, and the first the one time. came out in night. But first one came out in nineteen ninety five. So Jesus, every decade, do we get one every of these? decade gets a, <laughs> every decade? Martin Lawrence just getting more and more exposure until he gets to eighty, and he's just the most exposed man. He's pure. He's pure blind in that camera sensor. <laughs> okay, do you have any notes? Do you want to get to? Just that it looks bad. That's a lot of my notes, <laughs> honestly, because. Remind me again of Bad Boys Two. Were they? Was one of them like? Did did they end off Bad Boys Two being like? Looks like we're not such bad boys after all. Or um, to be honest with you, I can't remember Bad Boys Two, <laughs> which speaks volumes to this universe. I re- I remember Bad Boys One, but I think all of these are just they get together and well, the first one is very uh, they're just the odd couple. And they got to learn to get along. The second one is they get along, but then there has to be some sort of situation uh, that drives them apart. And then for the last act, they're like, we're better together, even without our opposites, which is basically the storyline of the first previous installment. So then they came back together to win the second one. So I'm assuming they ended on good terms. With Martin Lawrence, I'm also assuming, riding off into the sunset. I cannot remember that. Cannot claim. Someone's going to write and go, you can't remember Bad Boys 2. I can't. I apologise. Um, like, Sean, have you even seen Bad Boys 2? No, I haven't seen Bad Boys 1 either. <laughs> have you not? No, oh I've God. not seen anything from the Bad Boys universe. <laughs> Think of Lethal Weapon, but worse. But Lethal Weapon is good. I like Lethal Weapon. Lethal so Weapon is like, Weapon, but- can't be fun. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, Little Women, but like a lot worse. Oh man, because yeah. like, Little Weapon, I like it because I like it. It's not particularly great. Yeah, I think that's why Bad Boys has the same vibe. Like you have, especially in 95, like you have, in 95, Will Smith was the coolest man on the planet. Oh, everyone wanted so, to be him. So like you could get away with him being the coolest man on the police force and he's the young hip guy and he comes in and he's driving his Lamborghini or whatever and he looks and like that was perfect 2003 still good Will Smith still cool Martin Lawrence actually is probably more famous kind of in 2003 than he was in 95 um, yeah and, and then and then the problem now is that Will Smith is slowly losing his cool what do you think Will Smith is becoming more of a dad like in, <laughs> which in he all, is a dad he is a dad but now it's really starting to show <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still looks great. We're not, we're not denying that. That's true. Martin Lawrence doesn't look, objectively doesn't look as good as he looked in Bad Boys 2. Which, let's be fair, yeah. was 16 years ago. <laughs> in fairness, he is 16 years older. And if he, in 2003, he was meant to be too old for this shit anyway. So... Oh, oh he, he's the too old for this shit character. Now I get it. Yeah, oh no, that's, I'm, and that's the dynamic. Oh, but, it's but Smith it's lethal weapon shit. Okay, I get you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it it looks it's very action packed though as a trailer. I mean, like, no, like, and it, there are some nice shots in this as well, and it's real. 
There's a lot of neon and bright colours, which I like in an action movie. Like, it's not just grey yeah. and green. Do you want me to... Do you want to know the one thing that annoys me about this movie is that it's called Bad Boys for Life. But it's and not the, life, the fourth the movie. E, the, yeah, the life, it has a tree instead of the E. But, but they really... All they had to do was get to four. And it writes itself. I, I'm just saying, lads. That's all you need in a title. And then you have a film based around that. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what they've done. Is that not what they did? See, but now, what's Bad Boys 4 going to be called? Because they will make another one. Bad Boys for Life Again, Back in the Habit, this time it's personal, Electric Boogaloo. It seems maybe, like, too long for a title, (laughs) just putting that out there. (laughs) A lot of hyphens. A lot of hyphens. (laughs) A lot of hyphens, a lot of copyright claims. (laughs) Also, they do the bro hug in this, which is where you, you hug each other, but... Your 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 hands are in fists the whole time. How many jokes will there be in this about one of them being gay and that being the funniest thing in the world? Oh man, classic lad humor. Am I right? It, it's it's good stuff. In fairness, I, I picked a bad example of a bad joke, but that that is a classic. In fairness, but there will be a lot of like people thinking they're together. That joke will happen maybe three times. Okay, I have also a new prediction for you. How many times will Martin Lawrence get punched? We have one. We have I'm one write this down. confirmed. I, we have one confirmed. How many times is he going to get either punched or pushed over or somehow end up on the floor? Ooh. It's got to be like half of his scenes, surely. <laughs> I'm going to say eight times. <laughs> so he only has 16 scenes. It's going to be a short movie. Or very long I'm scenes. Make, They're Birdman Imagine we went in the bad boys and they just sprung it on us that it was going to be fucking Birdman since every scene is never cut. It just keeps going, just follows Will Smith everywhere. In terms of Martin Lawrence like hurting himself or getting pushed over, how do you count like the the fire hydrant thing at the start where he wears the car door off? Oh no, I, I just count that as classic humour. I don't count that as... That's misfortune rather than harm. Okay, I'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah, no... <laughs> What are the rules? It's just, you need one of them to just get the shit kicked out of him and the other one to be like, oh, this guy, rolled his eyes. He's at it again. The classic odd couple. <laughs> the classic odd couple. Um, I'm very excited about Bad Boys. I finished this trailer and I thought, this looks real dumb. But also, I was not excited about this anyway and I think it's kind of turned me the other way. At, the, at this current moment, I think they've... Bought into the stupidity. You think it's better as a dumb, a dumb movie than a let's try and be serious movie? Oh, I could not give a shit about this movie. If they tried to be, if I'm watching this movie at about halfway and I'm like, they're taking themselves very seriously, it's going to lose all its charm. I think it has a lot of charm if they're just like, look, this is 16 years afterwards, let's just do a movie, make a few bucks. But it could also be Zoolander 2. So, it's a very tough line. (laughs) It's a very tough line to walk. Nobody wants Zoolander 2. It had, it, or, or Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah, see, there's been a lot of these sequels recently, so that kind of makes me worried as well about a, a 90s classic that they remake. But this is another, like, this is a Sony Pictures film, so and at least it's not yeah. Disney. <laughs> yeah, we have to support this. <laughs> we have to, Sony, otherwise this Disney wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Disney owns everything, so we have to support Bad Boys. Everybody, 
find someone you love and bring them to bad boys. Or just buy a life. ticket and then sneak in to see Lion King or something. Yeah, you, you, you don't even have to go see it. Just it's fine. Give it your money. <laughs> Why are we... See, we're always trying to start fights. We picked on The Rock, and yeah. Jared Leto never gets uh, never gets let up. But now Disney. We're coming after the whole of Disney. That seems like... Seems even too big for us, Sean. And you know we're what? pretty Disney, big. try and shut us down. I'd like to see you do it. <laughs> Halfway through that. You know what, Disney? Try and show us. You're just sending stops. <laughs> just goes blank. <laughs> I, I, I go quiet, and you just hear a distant... <laughs> Just struggle, a struggle behind them. The mic starts going like wild, and you're just like struggling behind it. Just like, Sean, Sean, you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck, that's that's weird. Um, Well, Sean has gone away (laughs) forever. (laughs) No, they just replace you with a clone who just suddenly loves the Lion King. Guys, Simba, am I right? Guys, yeah. Um, okay, we're moving on for Bad Boys for Life. Oh, I keep making the number four on my finger when I say that. It's because of our Twitter handle. Shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, if, if people want to follow us on Twitter, Sean, what do they go to? Uh, at Heroes for Hire Pod for Life. Mm. <laughs> do you want me to change that? I can change it to at Heroes for Hire Pod for Life. We'll do it <laughs> for one week when this movie releases. And then... Then we'll never change it back because we'll forget. Which which of us is the Will Smith and which of us is the Martin Lawrence? That is the question. Oh, which is the cool one and which is the the fan? I think favorite? we're both Martin Lawrence. I think we might both be Martin both Lawrence. <laughs> Actually, no, you're the police chief. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who's clearly on cocaine. Yeah, just drugged out his mind to get through today. <laughs> ah, yes, it's a classic. It's a classic um, move. It's a classic move. Uh, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is about Terminator Dark Fate. Now, Sean, we watched a trailer last week. There's another trailer we watched last week. Yeah. Um, we're actually kind of... I'm not even going to say excited. You were a bit down on it. But um, I've been I think it has a bit of times. fanfare. I think a lot of people are very wary. I would say wary is the word that people are kind of like, we'll wait till see it comes out, see what the reviews... If it's awful, like Genesis, let's avoid it. Yeah. But I mean, because... So, the news I have this week is that James Cameron, we know last week, he came out and he said, Terminator Dark Fate is going to be the greatest thing ever. Correct? Yes. Famed liar James Cameron (laughs) said that. (laughs) He did say Genesis was going to be the best, but he's also a producer for Terminator Dark Fate. So, you would think he has more of a role in this one. He could come back. As in an acting role. Um, he's the Terminator. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, but the news this week is that for fans who thought James Cameron would be back, lending his hand on set, helping out, the news is that busy with Avatar, James Cameron never even visited the Terminator Dark Fate set during production. Oh, Sean, no. what are our thoughts? I, that, sounds like, that sounds like a more hands-off job than a producer should have. If they're trying to make a good film. <laughs> he was officially brought in to hash out the story and really bring it a bit of, bit of James Cameron magic. The problem is, he was busy with all of his blue people. He was busy with his new children and now old robot dad doesn't get a look in. Oh man, he, he needed all that time to make Avatar 5. <laughs> like that, that, it all went into Avatar 5. 
not two, three, or four, <laughs> but five is where the series really peaks. And everyone who works around him is like, James, you're going to need to write two eventually. No, I've got to get five down. Well, if we get five, it's locked in. <laughs> It'll write itself after that. Just he keeps from saying to that. Me. <laughs> he said it writes itself several times. I don't think it does. J- James, you He's... need to sit down at your typewriter. <laughs> He writes five, and then he's like, we'll improv the other three. We'll see what happens. We know where we're going to go. Yeah, I like, Let's just see what happens. He tries to improv in, like, a virtual world, where really everything <laughs> needs to be thought out. Sam Worthington, improv, come on. Jake Sully, come on. <laughs> Jake, damn you, Jake. I, um, I don't think that's so yeah, J- a ringing endorsement of... It's not a ringing endorsement of Terminator Dark Fate, and it's not a ringing endorsement of James Cameron. Uh, no. I feel he should know how much clout his name has, and he shouldn't abuse that, if you get me. Does that make you sense? See, yeah, oh no, I understand what you're saying. Like, even if he just visited once, that's good PR. Yeah. Even just, even, like, writer's meeting. Go in and just yeah, be like... But, but no. even even to his pockets, sorry to cut you off, but even to his pockets, like, you will make more money if people who like Terminator read the news that James Cameron was on set in the Terminator movie. Yeah, because like you, you get the diehard fans who are like, okay, he's having more of a hand. He had a hand in the first two and I really like them. But if, if, if you hear that he's all fired and he's signed on as producer, but then didn't even bother showing up or lending any of his knowledge to the production. That's mm. not confidence-inspiring. <laughs> no, because we've all been burned too many times. You've said at the very start. Like, you, how many... Just Over 60% of these movies are bad. Yes. And I feel like Terminator 1, people really liked at the time, and still, I think, people like it. Terminator 2, I think, is most people's favourite in the Terminator franchise. I think a lot yeah. of people originally went to see Terminator 3 because they love Terminator 2 so much and they got real badly yeah. burned. And I can I I yeah, I cannot imagine the disappointment coming out of 3 if you remember 2 as it, like 2 is like it's a classic in all sense of cinema. Like that's you can go back and watch Terminator 2 today and, and be like this is great. It's still great. Like it still holds up. Yeah. Um, but like imagine imagine coming in, walking into the cinema in 3 and watching the first 20 minutes. And being like, what the fuck? (laughs) What is this? Rise of the Machines came out in 2003. That's insane. Fucking hell. Oh, actually. Here's a fact. Uh, Domestic. uh, Okay. Domestic, it made $150 million. And worldwide, it made $433 million on a $200 million budget. So it more than doubled its money in 2003. That's And like 400 and whatever, that's massive in 2003. Like now we're like 400 or whatever. But like even then, 400 is still a lot of money. Absolutely. Like it, people would have killed for that. And Terminator 3 I like 3 how we're talking it. like... I like how we're talking 2003 like it was like a bygone era. <laughs> oh yeah, even back then. To be like fair. Like back in the two... Early, yeah. That's 16 years ago, man. Oh, for God's sake. We're all slowly edging towards death. Is that my phrase? I think that's my catchphrase. I think it is. Bring it on, says I. <laughs> um, so Tim Miller is directing uh, this t- Terminator Dark film, which we all Deadpool. seem to forget. 
Deadpool director Tim Miller who has, who has shown that with an R rating he's pretty good. He is pretty good and he's pretty good with a highway scene so let's give him that. This is just going to be all highway man. <laughs> all highway. It might as well be. Like highway and forest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so James Cameron yeah the news is that they apparently he was brought on to like steady the ship. They even went back the rumours were that they went back and watched 3, 4 and 5 to see where they went wrong and to go back to basics. So James Cameron is reportedly in on all of these meetings helping them out. Now the news is that the closer this gets to coming out the more dribbles of news we get is that he wasn't as involved as you think he was. Is that um, a factor and this, of him uh, wanting to distance himself from the, from the, the series maybe? Like he's watched I, I don't it think now so. that it's be- been made. Be- but he came all in on Genesis and that's terrible. But is he still all in on Genesis? <laughs> <laughs> he's the only man in the world who just loves Genesis. Just, no lad, sit down if I explain it to you. <laughs> That's because he keeps confusing who Jay Courtney is with Sam Worthington. It's like, Jesus, Sam's after putting in a great performance here. Look, the best of us make that mistake. (laughs) We made it about 20 times. Before we were lovingly corrected. Exactly. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. What we will say is we are still in that zone of we've been burned. We have been burned, I let's just, just wait and see. I'm not sure I'm ready to terminate again. I, oh, that's good. I would like a just a 7 out of 10. It doesn't look, even need I'll to be that good. I think the first Terminator is like maybe an 8. Yeah, T- second one is like a 10, and then everything else is a 2. So if you could just level it out at a 6. Just a grab six that average seven. and work with it. <laughs> grab that median and just keep it there. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is another trailer, Sean. Now, normally, we go trailer to start, trailer at the end, but I felt like neither trailer was, like, massive enough that we could end on it, so we're going to go Jojo Rabbit here. Oh. Have you seen the Jojo Rabbit trailer, Sean? I have. You have made some notes. Yes, where's Give my piece notes. of paper? Oh, I've dropped some things, but my piece of paper is in oh. my hand. Of, of course, you would have to see the Jojo Rabbit trailer to understand what we're saying. Don't worry about it. It's like two minutes long. For anyone who know what Jojo Rabbit is, Sean, could you give them a quick rundown? Okay. Jojo Rabbit is Taika Waititi's fever dream, where a young boy <laughs> is in the Hitler youth and his imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler. But we actually get, like, some plot in this trailer, which is nice. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of plot. Yeah, like... It's it's it looks like it's a lot more it's got a lot more heart than it on the surface it would I don't know give away because that, that's actually that's funny that you said that because I have written here heart like in big bold writing there's like there's a message in this which yeah you know just like all World War Two films the the message is that the Nazis were bad but <laughs> it seems to be like seems to be the one rule that you kind of go with yeah if there's one constant in in modern <laughs> cinema <laughs> yeah. Nazis not great <laughs> so, Nazis thumbs and, down and, and we're and <laughs> Nazis thumbs out and to be fair we're behind that message too so oh yeah we'd like, be mad not to be it's good <laughs> Imagine this was the show. I was like, you know what, lads, right? I've been holding out. I've been holding out on this for a few weeks. Well, I think now is the time to say it. 
over a podcast. <laughs> I, I hope no future employers are listening to this, but let me just get this off my chest. I um, hope someone's listening. No, I looked at this trailer, and to think there's a movie that is basically just Moon Boy, but Chris O'Dowd is replaced with Hitler, and Hitler is played by Taika Waititi. This must be the most ludicrous idea ever. How did this get made, is the main question. I, I, Taika Waititi just has so much good faith, I think, from everything he's done. He must, he, he must have literally walked out of the cinema at Tor 3, walked straight into the studios and went, look, I did the same day and was just like, I'm going to do a movie about a dancing Hitler. And they were like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. They're just counting the dollars. They're like, yeah, fine, don't worry. Go on. <laughs> we'll just put your name in front of everything. In fact, how would you like to play the man himself? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, this is a ludicrous idea from start to finish. The concept of this is ridiculous. Basically, for those that but don't know, the, s- the the plot of this film looks to be that a young boy in the Hitler Youth really idolises being in the Hitler Youth because it's like having friends and being part of a club, which is also a big part of the Hitler Youth. And that's how they got a lot yes. of people. But yeah. uh, he meets a young Jewish girl and he realises that not all Jews are bad. And mm. he it looks like he, he grows and maybe he becomes not a Nazi. And... What's fascinating about this is I watched the trailer and I thought, this is a movie that is so out there, like it's so ludicrous, but at the same time, the storyline is one we've seen several times before, I think. Yeah. Like, this is a, this is a very common storyline of you have someone in World War Two or like, yeah, a Nazi who starts to see the error of their ways in, in movie form. Like, you see that, that's, it's a... It's a common theme in any sort of World War Two movies. Space. If you're seeing it from the Nazi side, especially, there's always one that's like, maybe, maybe we're doing wrong here, lads. Um, yeah, and just to see it they through have a that kid's little eyes, bit of conscience, like. Yeah, and to see it through a kid's eyes is like he's taking that. I would say it's not a common theme, but it it is a story we've seen before, and you take that concept and then you just basically just squeeze it around and just throw it around the wall and just see what happens and he's just like right well what if he has an imaginary friend who's Hitler and then he starts having second thoughts what if it's actually a kid and he's a Hitler youth instead of an, a soldier who's starting to get second thoughts yeah um, and like I like and, the way that what like, if, the Hitler in his head has his own personality like he's not Hitler it's an idolised version of what a young boy in that environment would think of Hitler <laughs> yeah, and like he always says the worst thing you could do. Because he's like, oh, that's what Hitler would tell me to do. Yeah, yeah, because one of the things is like, what can I do? And the kid says he'll negotiate, and Hitler says, burn down the house and blame Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah, which, like, um, Taika Waititi, this is, it's a very thin line to straddle here, which is weird, because like, it was the 1940s, but at the same time, I mean, World War Two is... It's like, <laughs> it's a tough thing to go into with a comedic value. Yeah, and just uh, I, every time Taika Waititi comes up, we always talk about Thor Ragnarok, but I feel it bears repeating that. Like, the character of Thor that we saw in Endgame was largely, like, that's the Taika Waititi Thor. He acts like how Taika Waititi would write that character. But that is a comedy character 
who's absolutely gone through hell and is miserable. Incredibly depressed. Incredibly. He's just completely in depression. And to the point where he's denying everything and he's just, he's not engaging with it. So he's right. He's still riding that line of just serious subject done in a ludicrous way. Yeah, you you put your character in the darkest possible situation and then put the comedy around them. And so what he he would normally do that for his characters, but what he's done here is he's put literally every character in the whole movie in the situation of the darkest situation, and then yeah. put made the comedy come from that. Like the comedy of like the Hitler youth is so outrageously absurd, and then you have that little kid who's like who accidentally sets a rocket launcher into the building and like he goes oh no and like like that as a joke and as a shouldn't work in any way but we're laughing because it's like this is this is so mental yeah like, like it's, it's so out there it's so out there so mental it's so ludicrous but it all feels grounded in some kind of reality like no one in yeah no no one seems incompetent except for the kids you know who but they are meant to be incompetent they're on trade like, but then you yeah then you see the kid and he's just like oh maybe Jewish people aren't that bad like maybe this they seem pretty fine to me and then then you get into the actual heart of the story but I think the first twenty five minutes of this will just be ludicrous yeah the first act is gonna be. Lots of comedy. Do you think it'll make money? No, oh, I was waiting for a question like this. Um, mm. I feel it will do really well on streaming. <laughs> you, you feel like um, a lot of streaming sites will have it, but the cinema will not be filled. No, because I don't think it has mass appeal. Because people who like war movies aren't going to like this. No. Um, but like people... Taika Waititi's a big name, but I think he's a big name for us. Rather than... People like... If you tell people, oh, that's the Tor 3 director, then they'll be involved. But if you say Taika Waititi, I don't think that name triggers Tor 3, rather than the other way around. Yeah, you need... You, you need to sit down with someone and 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 sell this movie to. I think, uh, I think this could be... I think this could be really good, but also it probably won't make as much money as it deserves. But the no, trailer, I, I think, is hilarious, so... Oh, yeah, trailer. Like, it should... It should. It deserves more than it's going to get. You're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're very impressed by both of those trailers we've talked about today, Sean. Remember well, you said that the Bad Boys trailer was no, no, no. Yeah. Well, Bad Boys was spectacular. Let's be honest. So, um, Jojo Rabbit, you better pick your shit up because Bad Boys they're for life. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <Jesus>. um, <laughs> yeah, we're both Martin Lawrence. <laughs> we just are. <laughs> okay, we're moving on to we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Tomb Raider. It's actually news that only Ooh. came out recently. Um, Tomb Raider sequel with Alicia Vikander has is on the way. That is what is rumored, Sean. Do you okay. remember the first Tomb Raider movie when it came out and how it well it went? Well, Angelina Jolie in the early two thousand. <laughs> Was no, <laughs> um, no. This came out like last year, the year before. Was it twenty eighteen? Yeah, twenty eighteen. It came out. Yeah, yeah. Because it was in the. Was it the worst films of two thousand eighteen on one of our lists? Maybe. Oh god, I think it might have been on your one. Yeah, it's it, it. Look, it wasn't great. It was fine. It was about as good as every other yeah. Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, didn't it? They're not normally done well. No, because it's Tomb Raider games are about exploration and platform jumping, and you can't really convey that, you know, a ninety-minute movie. No, and I think yeah, I think 
I think Alicia Vikander is good in as Lara Croft. I think she's like she does oh, a, I, a good job I, at it. I think she's perfectly cast in the role, and she's an amazing actress. Like she has, has she an Oscar nomination or an Oscar? She's one of them. I think did she win the Oscar? I have like, no 2014? idea. I think she did. Um, that could that could be completely wrong. I do apologize. But I'm I'm pretty positive that she definitely was either nominated or won one. So like as an actress, she is amazing. She looks the part in the role. You just need to give her the right script. Yeah, and every Tomb Raider thing ends up being kind of pseudo mystical. And I think you could just do like I don't know, just have her have her go after Nazi gold or a treasure or something, you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of they either go into mystical or she needs to get to a place to get a thing, and the bad guys also want the same thing. Now that is the plot of most of the video games as well. But like the last Tomb Raider video game, like uh, when did that come out? Like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. I think it's twenty seventeen, maybe. But yeah, was it? Um, but I, I thought, oh, that's fair enough. But like, I honestly think like that game itself is really good. And, like, that's her origin story, so you can't really do that in a movie again, because I think people just kind of accept that's Tomb Raider, what, like, Lara Croft, that's her story. People are already on board, they know the name, they're just like, fine, that's grad. Yeah. So and, you um, can't really do the, you can't, go on. Uh, you, you, you can't do the origin, and also I think it has, a, the films have a reputation of not being great. Yeah. Didn't Angelina Jolie fight some robot dogs? Yeah, she did, and then she plugged her iPod into a big <laughs> robot. What's your point? How much? How much did Apple pay them for that one scene? If you were to guess, I have no maths here. I have no knowledge. But how much do you think they paid them? Forty million dollars. <laughs> Forty million dollars. You have to pay Lar- You have to pay Angelina Jolie's wages somehow. Look, I'm all about it. Yeah, and you can't. You can't pay her in iTunes downloads. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll give you an album. You can have your own album. Do you want a U2 album? You do, don't you? <laughs> well, it's already on your phone. It's already there. <laughs> Can't get rid of it now. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're already doing a Tomb Raider sequel. Where would you like this to go? Do, do you even know what you want in regards to this movie? That's the thing. Like I keep saying, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do this. I don't really know what they should do. Because mm. maybe just... I think you need to go in a different direction from the games. Because if it's exactly like a game, it's going to be boring as fuck. Because a game is only fun because you're playing it. Yeah. So. Um, maybe, like, I was going to say, like, some sort of spy thriller, but, like, not in terms of, I don't know, maybe she has something and she has to keep it away from the bad guys. Or, like, it, it could be a heist movie. You could have a bit of a heist movie with Lara Croft. Yeah, a, a um, heist movie. Or I would, you know, like, a MacGyver scenario where she she has to think her way out of things. Yeah. Not just let, um, let's spin on a big stick and jump. <laughs> What are you talking about? She plugged her iPhone, her iPod, her iPod into those robot dogs. That's thinking outside the box. That outside of the iBox. What? Um, that's not. No, that wasn't good. That's, that's all right. <laughs> no, that's. It's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think yeah, it's going to be coming out in twenty twenty one, and it's going to be released by MGM. So once again, we all have to support this. Because MGM are not owned by Disney. Yet. By 2021, they might be. Oh, absolutely. Didn't MGM sell off a load of their old films because they were broke? Uh, probably. Look, 
if you're in Disney, you ain't making money. That's just the way it is. <laughs> That's a and harsh speaking life of Speaking of not being Disney and not making money, Sony CEO says that Spider-Man's return to the MCU is completely closed. He says the door is closed. But is the now. window open? <laughs> But is there an extravagantly dug tunnel underneath said house that goes into the basement? Hmm. Is there Mm. a second window in that tunnel looking out onto a second tunnel? (laughs) This seems very complicated. Why are there so many tunnels? (laughs) He's just Spider-Man, you know. He digs. (laughs) Ah, good. Or I dig him. Um, So, uh, what do you think about this? Sony, they've come out, they say, we don't need Disney. We are the big boys now in the Spider-Man universe. We've got Venom. (laughs) Now we've got big Spidey-Man himself. What are your thoughts, John? Look, is there The door is closed! The The door is closed. Them coming out and saying it, like, they're very much... they're, they're They're leaving themselves open to, I don't know... Being the bad guy, if mm. if like, because if Marvel had said it, it would have been, oh, you should have fought harder to save Spider Man. But when Sony's saying it, it's you guys shouldn't have taken Spider Man. Yeah. So the CEO came out and he said we had a great run with Feige on the Spider Man movies. We tried to see if there's a way to work it out. Dot dot dot. The Marvel people are terrific people. <laughs> we have great respect for them. But on the other hand, we have some pretty terrific people of our own. Kevin didn't do all of the work. That is the quote. I, I'm sure he didn't, because he does a bajillion other things. And Yes. Did you see the DVD cover? Uh, no, I haven't seen the DVD cover. What's, what's that? Uh, the DVD cover. It's a picture of Spider-Man on the front. But you know how to put a little quote from a news site? At the bottom of the DVD, yeah. it says "No End Game for Spidey." <laughs> <laughs> no, they should have put one. Sony's done it again. Yes, <laughs> classic Sony. Well, at least with Sony, it'll be on Blu-ray. Oh, absolutely! We're flying it. <laughs> I only watch my movies in Blu-ray. I don't. Oh, no, perfect. I, d- I don't have any Blu-rays. I don't think. I don't. I actually don't either. Uh, I don't even own a DVD player. No. Well, um, does my ex? I have an Xbox. Does I think an Xbox will play a Blu-ray. Yes, why not throw it in? See what happens. See what happens. What's the word? See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I threw my VHS uh, video just into the Xbox. Did not work. Did it not? The whole thing blew up. Ah, whole thing blew up That's now, Betamax yeah. for you. <laughs> Had my 3D glasses on. One was blue, one was red. I was like, can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be great. Man, watching Spider-Man like this is going to be amazing. <laughs> Why does he? Why does he not have? He's not in red or blue. I don't understand. Where is arms? My eyes are. My eyes are so confused. Um, so yeah, they've said that the door is closed on the Spider-Man universe being still in the MCU. We originally said, "Ah, oh, this will be sorted out by Christmas." I think I even said it'll be sorted out by Christmas. They're being pretty strong here that it won't be sorted out. They're pretty hardcore saying, "No, look, it's done." Um, yeah, but I still. This, is, this reminds me of this reminds me of Dumb and Dumber when they're just like, "It's done." So you're saying there's a chance? No, yeah. honestly, lads, it's completely done. So you're saying there's a chance? No, no. <laughs> I don't think you heard me or Kevin Feige or the fifty other CEOs that are talking. It's done. Just accept. Just it. stop. But yeah. here's the thing. <laughs> like I, I, I said it when we when this news came out that Spider-Man can have just self-contained stories. 
because doesn't matter. Like because he because he he's just New York, you know. Yeah. It 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 was. Never- but I think a lot of his charm, though, ironically, came from a team up movie. Like his charm came from the seriousness of Civil War, and then you throw him into that. That's true, but how do I say this? Oh, as, a, as a character, as a character, I'm not arguing with the fact that Spider Man could go off. He's done it in the comics for like seventy years. It does, that doesn't matter. But I just, I, I think people enjoy the idea that it's connected. That it matters. I, I guess, if I yeah. watch this, it connects to that. And he's our comic relief. That yeah. Well, just you can get a new comic relief. You know, uh, Rody. Um, Can't be Rody. No, <laughs> Rody. <laughs> Tony Stank. That was a good one. Uh, Boom! You looking uh, for this? <laughs> two classics. They're quotes that I always have. Put them on my tombstone. <laughs> I just the man's comedy gold. Um, I don't know. I, could you? I I think like you can fall in a mutant or a Deadpool or some shit. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe Deadpool. I think Deadpool will probably be the replacement if they're getting rid of Spider-Man completely. I can I can see that happening. I I think with regards to this story, I think it's better that they come out and say it rather than just not address the Spider-Man issue. While Marvel and is just going to keep announcing stuff and making stuff. The irony of all this is that like Marvel's two biggest movies, Infinity War and Endgame, like the last few scenes involve him going, "I don't feel so good, Mister Stark," and then him like that's one of the best scenes in the whole movie, and then the, one of the best scenes in the next movie is him crying in front of Tony Stark's body, and he's only in the second movie for about fourteen minutes. Yeah, and I don't. I- it's going to be weird if they never address Tony Stark again in these movies. <laughs> never. Like, this is meant to be, like, his father. So do you, I don't know, do you time skip it, like, ten years? To where he's maybe come to terms with everything and people just know his identity and... God, uh, time skips are difficult. Tom Holland still looks 20, so... That's I don't true. know, and you can't you can't recast him as somebody else because Tom Holland is perfectly cast. Yes, but he's like the one you would never recast because he can even what? he can do an older Spider Man if he has to. Oh yeah, like he, I think he should be locked in for like the next ten years. You should squeeze him for everything he's got. Oh, just work him to death, like just work him to make him do all those flips, flip again, Tom, flip again. <laughs> Tell us you're not feeling well. <laughs> Just do it. Keep flipping. <laughs> Flip as you tell us. I don't feel so good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Um, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is... I don't know if we resolve that, but I'm like, I don't think we're the men to resolve no, I, the Sony I would, Disney I would problem. crumble in one of those meetings. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, Mr. Feige. <laughs> <laughs> I like your hat. Um... So, moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Robert Pattinson. He has given an interview regarding the Batman. Oh. Uh, and in, in said interview, he just he was talking to the lighthouse. Um, sorry, he's starring in the lighthouse, I should say. No, he was um, talking so to a lighthouse. Was, he was talking to a lighthouse, and people overheard him on the beach. They <laughs> went, that's, that's Robbie Pattinson. What's he saying? That's in some sort of PR form. <laughs> is that Bitman? Um So he was given a, a, a bit of a, a to- an interview to Variety, and 
uh, they were asked them all sorts of questions and as you do uh, they mentioned the Dark Knight but not only did they mention the Dark Knight they also mentioned a certain Joker movie which is coming out in the next few weeks it is and the news I the news I had this week is Robert Pattinson interview hints that the Batman could cross over with the new Joker mm, that's interesting mm, in Mm, indeed, Sean, because what happens is this is a very interesting thing, right? So they're not allowed to say what he said. So this is all up in the air. But they, the interviewer uh, has come out and he said that the, towards the end of the piece, um, the, the interviewer notes an exchange between him and Robert Pattinson um, and half of it has been retracted due to it being a spoiler. Okay. Oh. And um, so uh, he says at one point in our conversation, he offers a, mund- a mundane comment about Yakin Phoenix, who stars in a jo- in the Joker movie. And um, before asking to, re- he ha- he also says he hasn't seen the Joker movie, but he says, could he-? he says, oh shit. Apparently, Robert Pattinson said, oh shit, before adding that he's not accustomed to thinking about spoilers. Uh, he says, I definitely should not say that. I'm so used to pretty to pretty art house fil- movies where you can watch the movie three times and not, still not know what it's about. So, the news here is that he's doing this interview and he says some sort of spoiler about the Joker movie. And this would lead us to believe that how does he know what happens in the Joker movie if he hasn't seen it unless some sort of studio exec said... We're we're gonna figure out what's going on in that movie so we can tie you all in together. Sean, this oh. is a conspiracy theory. We don't normally lead to this. What are your thoughts? Like, uh, oh god. Um, the, from the start, this Joker movie was never meant to be connected to anything, right? And that's why no. that's why Martin Scorsese was interested in it. But that's but also that was when they had Jared Leto lighten it up, lighten it up as the greatest Joker we'd ever seen. When they didn't, okay, they didn't want him associated with it. Yeah, I suppose there has been a big mix-up with the DCEU, um, like in terms of what exists and what doesn't. Um, I don't know. I'd like, I like. I don't think it'd be a bad thing. But I do think, they, I think that Batman, like Rob Pattinson's Batman might be too young for that Joker, if you get it. Yeah, because if he's a kid in that Yakin Phoenix movie, which we see a kid at the Bruce Banner yeah, and uh, so yeah, Joaquin Phoenix the Joker is like making him smile and shit like that. I said the Bruce Banner, it's the Wayne Manor, but whatever. People got yeah, um, the yeah, Bruce Manor. So the Bruce, it is Bruce's manner, but I suppose look, um, yeah, I think, I think this you could look at it like a conspiracy theory, like oh my god, this is a big spoiler, but I don't think timeline wise it even works. I think what's happened here is Robert Pattinson has been told what's going to happen in the Joker movie by Warner Brothers, but for no reason other than the fact that he probably just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I, I, maybe he hasn't seen it, but maybe someone has just told him something about it. Yeah, but then again, it's been retracted, so we don't actually know, because the Warner Brothers PR was probably there, like, take that out, take that out immediately. So it has to be something big about something that happens in the Joker movie. So maybe after the Joker movie, he turns up at the end. Who knows? Like, nobody's seen it ju- just yet. So it's not out for another month. Yeah, so... May- and I I can just... Look, it'll probably be nothing. Because we're at that point <laughs> now where people are just looking for information in anything. Yeah, this could... See, I don't normally do stories like this where it's kind of like, oh, what did he mean by this? But like... 
it's I don't know I, I read that and I thought there could be actually something to that a lot of these conspiracy theories are just bollocks but like it's it's just suspicious that they retracted it but it could be something as simple as him saying some sort of backstory about the Joker that, that hasn't appeared in any trailer and that they don't want to go out yeah with. and it could be as simple as you know something that the the Joker does in this film or yeah. something that Joaquin said he would like to do as the Joker the one time Robert Pattinson met him I know what it was what I was know it? what the spoiler was I've just come up with it he spoiled the fact that the Joker kills Thomas Wade Oh, uh, you know, maybe. That's that seems like a logical explanation that he's like, "Oh yeah, you find out the Joker like kills Batman's parents. Like that's pretty bad." And then he realizes himself. Like that's a pretty nonchalant comment to <laughs> a make. A team of lawyers just jump on him. <laughs> just just like start punching him. He's like, "You're lawyers. Why are you attacking me? I'm the actor." And he says like <laughs> the comment wasn't about the Joker. It was about Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. So it could be anything. It could be literally anything. It could be the smallest. It could. Thing. It could be he's. It could be the smallest thing, or it could be the fact that he signed on for three more Joker movies or something along that line. Yeah, like or what? Or he it, sent could, him it could a be dead either. So, he said the Joker sends his regards. Um, actually, one of our listeners, um, one of our patrons, Raymond Gig, he was asking me a few weeks ago. And I remember him asking me. He only started recent listening to the podcast, like. A few months ago, All right. and he Welcome. turned around to me and he was like, and he was he just turned around to me and he was just like, um, "Why do you hate Jared Leto so much? I don't I don't understand. Like you're all bizarre." And so, because he had never heard why the reason why this started on like episode one <laughs> for a weird vendetta against Jared Leto. It just, it just, he's just a dick. He's, yeah, he's um, very quickly. This Joker talk has made me come onto this. Uh, Jared Leto, uh, during the Suicide Squad filming, he uh, he sent Margot Robbie and Will Smith used condoms and bullet casings, uh, and then during the table read of the Suicide Squad, because he's such an actor's actor, everybody like he's so powerful. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> so he not only sends used condoms and bullet casings to his other actors he then also went into the table read and he got one of his I'm going to say henchmen I'm assuming assistant um, a <laughs> one of his henchmen <laughs> the best boy so he got the best boy to bring in a dead pig a dead pig's head and throw it onto the table and say the Joker sends his regards and then walked out once again everybody try to remember that this man is just at work and if yeah. anybody, anyone, if any of us sent used condoms to one of our workers, we would be arrested immediately. And rightly so, because that is not <laughs> <Rightly>. okay. <laughs> not okay at all. So we're thinking, Jesus, this guy is—he's a bit—he's a bit intense, very intense. And then it gets to uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and he plays a blind man in that movie. And uh, he he decided oh, yeah. to make himself he decided to make himself blind with uh, contact lenses for the whole of the shooting because he couldn't act blind, which is fine. He had to, but <laughs> when when it ends up that you're getting other people to walk you around. <laughs> he, he had to hire an assistant to walk him around the set because he actively made himself blind for no reason. No one asked him to. He's he's meant to be an actor. <laughs> you said that to me once. You're like, if you're an actor and like you're playing a butcher and you just live, work in a butcher's for a year, you're no longer acting. Then you're just a butcher. You're just being a butcher at that point. 
<laughs> like he just he's an actor's actor he's the greatest actor to ever live Jared Leto we call him Leto I know it's pronounced wrong don't worry about it but that's just a, a random update for any new listeners since then that was like one of our very very early vendettas that's like week one I, and I think it's the longest one that's stuck around <laughs> yeah I think it's Jared Leto and uh, Johnny Depp they're like the double act yeah and I think no one would complain about us us challenging them oh Leto that's what if if that's why there's Leto news every so often so um, we're finishing off this week Sean with a bit of Star Wars news now we finished off uh, I was going to say finished off last week no I think we started last week with the Star Wars news but this is Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series now Two weeks ago, we learned that finally Ewan McGregor would be returning to be playing Mr. Obi-Wan in his own Disney Plus series. And slowly, more news has been coming out about the series. Um, And now we have learned, this is kind of, we learned this last week, but we had already released the episode. What can you do? Uh, The news news is that the series will be set eight years after Revenge of the Sith. So that's... Han Solo territory, like, uh, in terms of movie timeline. I think it's probably, like, see, I'm not really an expert. I would say it's probably maybe two years before Solo takes place. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, might as well be. It's 12 years before the next one. So, yeah. um, is it 12? So, I, when, whenever that is. Yeah. And this is eight years in. Oh, so he's been there a while. Yeah, he has been in hiding a while, but not long enough to go full Alec McGuinness. Yeah, so I think that, like, look, you get Ewan McGregor, you're going to use Ewan McGregor. Yeah, and he looks the same now as he did in 2006, so you might as well. Yeah, so you're going to have to age him up. Um... <laughs> yeah. Ewan, you're too handsome. <laughs> it's just, let's age him up. So this gives, like this... There's a lot of stuff in the Star Wars comics about him looking after young Luke, say, just from a distance, keeping an eye on him, making sure he's not getting into trouble. Yeah. So, you know, having that in in the movie, I'm sure there'll be an element of that somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think... So, what I've read here is that Solo takes place 10 years after... Uh, sorry, takes place 10 years before A New Hope. So this is around that time. So if this series goes on to say a series two, you could very easily bring in Alden Eidenreich to meet up with Obi Wan for some reason. Yeah. Now, now in in a New Hope, he doesn't know Han Solo. That's true. Yeah. But, like you could have a scene where they're walking past each other. So something ridiculous. Yeah. They they they're they're in the same area, but they never acknowledge each other. How is he going to turn, like, how is you McGregor meant to turn into Alec Guinness in, in ten years? That's a rough ten years. That's a rough ten years. Uh, yeah, that is tough. Well, I suppose the desert, the heat, the sand. The, the, exactly, exactly. So where would you go with this if it's eight years? We've talked about this a few times, but in regards to the Obi-Wan, you want to just see him on adventures. Yeah, just just see him like cruising around Tatooine, maybe going off off world at some point. But I don't think see, or even I would love to see him just learning and just being like, okay, the the Jedi like a new language. Yeah. <laughs> oh, French. Which segues nicely into this podcast sponsor Skillshare. <laughs> No, not until they Skillshare give us money. is an online learning. Stop! Stop. <laughs> <laughs> they must pay us. It, it doesn't count if we just say Oh, it. man, it would have been nice, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> um, 
No, just like he goes into the force and he talks to Qui-Gon and Yoda and all this. And just... Re- You're bringing Neeson back? I'd bring Neeson back for this. Okay. Like, it's a it's a mini-series, so... Yeah. You can bring him back. How many episodes? Ooh, eight? Ten. Eight, eight yeah. or I ten. Eight, definitely not twelve. Don't, don't go to twelve or fourteen. Yeah. Because that's, that's like uh, Netflix, Marvel kind of... Kind of like yeah, that that's a lot of sand. By the time you get to episode seven, you're sick of the sand. Um, I think, I think, I think eight. I like eight. It's compact, but it's not like six. So you're not like speeding through things. Yeah, now because this is, done because it's Star Wars, I can totally see him doing nine. Ooh, that's good. Uh, and the night one is him fighting Darth Maul. See uh, again. Uh, but ah, uh, look in Rebels, Darth Maul. Meets up with him and he dies. Right. Uh, like we see Darth Maul be killed, and it takes about four seconds. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's really cool though because Obi Wan uses the same fighting style that Qui Gon used against Darth Maul, and then right. Darth Maul goes in to do the same trick that he used to kill Qui Gon, but Obi Wan just knows it's coming and just destroys him in like four seconds holy shit it's really cool that looking up like, on YouTube that is really interesting and that is why they will probably not do that <laughs> oh because it was like done really... it was done so well in Rebels that you couldn't retcon that and actually but that wouldn't work because Darth Maul appears in Solo which is two years after this yeah so I can see it being like Darth Maul's criminal empire or something yeah, he has to have something to fight but it also can't be big enough that he reveals himself to be alive yeah he's just I, I you could do him as a as a Mad Max kind of wanderer with no name just doing odd jobs and we just want to see him fuck people up and just say hello there when he arrives oh it's going to be a lot of him fighting with a stick as well because he won't <laughs> use a lightsaber Oh yeah, it will be actually. And then of course he has to have sex with a woman because they give birth to Ray. So I mean, you have to figure oh, that you've out. Gone wrong there. Um, no, what? Sorry, what? What's it, what? What happened? Oh, her parents were nobody. <laughs> of course, they sold her nobody. for drinking money. You and Margaret? No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, B one Kenobi. Oh shit, that's pretty good. No, B one Kenobi. Yeah, I'll, that is I'll actually that, that works. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Disney Lucasfilm hire me please um, <laughs> oh no they're back <laughs> just like you know what I love Star Wars <laughs> um, okay so do you want to end there Sean do you want to take us out yes thanks everyone very much for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays we'll be back on Wednesday with an episode of Weird News Wednesday Friday with Hero Zero and next Monday with an episode of Movie Mondays uh, if you would like to support the show, we have a Patreon account. It's linked in the description or it's patreon.com slash here's for hire podcast. Uh, that's just a place if you want to help out the production of the show a little bit. It's really great. Um, but you will still get the same three shows every week, even if you don't donate. It's completely voluntary. Look after yourself first. The best way that Absolutely you can... Absolutely not. Wait, Give what? us all your money. Okay. And then what you can also do is tell one person, one human being that we exist. I think last week I said unfollow us and now this week I'm like support us more and this week just, no just confuse just confuse everybody um, oh most actually yeah most importantly tell what human being we exist uh, you can follow us on all the social medias everything will be there but um, I would recommend listening to Madame Fatal from Friday because 
I am really proud of that episode because it's completely dumb. And it's... Look, you, you want to have a dumb character every now and then. If you want to hear about a story of a middle-aged man who's real rich and real strong dressing up as a granny to fight crime, that's your that's your episode. That's the one for you. That is the one for you. So, uh, yes, as Sean said, we will see you on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesdays. Uh, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean, man. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye! even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.